What is up, fellow mutants and humans? My name is Kyle. I'm with Danny. Once again, we are talking Don of X, and we are specifically talking X-Force issue number three. Now, last time we checked in with X-Force issue number two, we had Kid Omega. We had a Wolverine um, running into this uh, weird warehouse full of random body parts that start attacking them, and they find Domino. Domino and this her her body has been pretty 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 beat up, pretty pretty destroyed. We get a lot of uh, deterioration around uh, her like kidneys and her shoulder a little bit. It's pretty pretty big in the body horror as we were mentioning last week. Um, yeah, I was really digging last week's, uh, or not last week's, but uh, issue number two. How do you feel about issue number two? Issue number two has been great, and honestly, with Benjamin Percy and Kassar working together, it's become yeah. that kind of established feeling of going into each issue as like, these guys know what they're doing. I like what they're writing. Every time I see them yeah. in the beginning, it means that at least I'm going to enjoy the narrative that's getting put forth and the artwork to back it. Because yeah, X-Force, hands down my favorite artwork in all the series and the story as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah. this one did not fail to deliver going into this, not in any way, shape or form. It I'm, continued that momentum. I'm digging Percy and Kassara more than, uh, Percy's artist, which I can't think of the name on his Wolverine run. Yeah. Uh, I think their team up here is far superior. Yeah. The, the way that the horror of the, the plot plays to the artwork that just, seamlessly moves that narrative through your vision and through your thoughts as mm. the story continues is just beautiful absolutely for a comic it's kind of like you're going into like a lovecraftian kind of story where you're like whoa just the depictiveness is rough but here's the pictures yeah. to go with it i like it oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah and it starts that way in this issue shall we get into it oh yeah let's dive Let's, Let's dive this. into Domino, literally. Dive into Domino. So we start with a knife. Literally the first panel is a knife. And we're seeing, yep. like, uh, it's pretty uh, pretty horror. We're getting a lot of, like, horror. We're getting, like, close-up of eyes, close-up of mouths, uh, close-ups. Lots of close-ups. And we're seeing some skin, too. Some, some flayed skin and but what we're seeing is these uh this kind of court of owls group kind of to dissecting domino pretty much uh and even like the backgrounds of all these panels are like gritty and like rough and it's it's definitely depicting a sense of panic and horror would you say oh it's it's doing this cool visual narrative to try to bring us up to speed because X-Force has actually been real good at using this kind of pullback trope that movies do with the timeline to yes. explain what's already happened to kind of fill you up or bring you up to speed on what's already going on. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're getting a little more of that in the beginning of this because we know what's happened to Domino, but now we're seeing the physical acts going down while the, the leader of this group is narrating what their plans are to do and how beautiful it is to have Domino's body here to just experiment on and take pieces away from and it kind of feeds to his mantra that he's spitting out about reshaping the humans and reshaping evolution it's yeah. such a good panel i like how they broke it up like that like see that's how you could use large panels like that where you break them up a, bun a bunch of uh smaller images like working together this, yeah. this is a way to do it like a puzzle almost like telling the story 
where instead it's like 15 panels of just them sitting at a coffee table and they're just (laughs) (laughs) well this was a waste of time you you could have done this with less but whatever yeah yeah, kudos here but yeah and we're seeing we're seeing these these this this group whatever this mercenary group and they're they're just using using dominoes uh kind of a skin to uh, be grafted onto these uh, other humans, which we assume was the ones in the mission. That infiltrated to that infiltrated Xavier. Krakoa, yeah. 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 And that's uh, how they were able to trick the, the system because they came across as as actual mutants. Well, they all came across as Domino. Domino, yeah, specifically yeah. Domino, yeah. Uh, which is interesting. Uh, so that's how you get into Krakoa, folks. Take some mutant skin, mutant DNA, put it on your body. Yep, just just you know, peel, just Buffalo Bill it, and you'll be right. As- <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're moving on to the next page. Um, I'm I'm not gonna linger on Buffalo Bill. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Picture Wolverine's flesh on him. Uh, Logan. Do you, think, do you think I'm sexy, Bob? <laughs> oh, oh, definitely puts the lotion on the skin. Uh, oh. oh, man. But moving on. Pain don't hurt. Mutants around the world are flogging to the island nation of Krakoa for safety, security, and part of the first mutant society. Using skin grass from Domino's body to fool Krakoa's defenses, a mercenary strike team infiltrated the island and assassinated Professor X, destroying his Cerebro helmet in the process. Jean Grey and Beast retrieved the backup Cerebro that the Professor had installed in case of of his demise. Meanwhile, Wolverine and Kid Omega followed the assassin's trail to South Korea where they found a biomanufacturing plant full of half-grown killers and domino half flayed and clinging to life. That is intense. Half flayed and clinging to life. Like they used the perfect words to describe the pain that domino is going through. And, and, Eloquently summarized the uh, previous issue. That was that was yeah, pretty much was in a nutshell. All of last issue, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty cool. Moving forward, uh, we go back to uh, Kid Omega and Wolverine. When we last met them, they were kind of the uh, Kid Omega just found uh, Domino. Now we're seeing kind of Wolverine respond to Kid Omega's seeing and finding Domino, right? And we see all these bodies kind of just sliced in half right right at wolverine's legs and right around him too like a perfect circle around him actually perfect perimeter i picture wolverine slowing down like a blender when it's turning off like his arms were kind of whirling a little bit (laughs) yeah (laughs) wolverine activate kill mode (laughs) that's what it looks like yeah he's like like this the core of a blender right now like i have a storm Oh. And put Wolverine on some rollerblades. I think he could do some damage. <laughs> oh, that would be brilliant. Right? Uh, <laughs> but Kid Omega just finds... Uh, uh, finds uh, finds Domino. And he's just so like, yo, man. Look at what, look at what these humans have done. These humans... And he's just so like, Professor X is too optimistic. Look what these humans have done. 
uh, Wolverine just punches. Is it Wolverine? Yeah, Wolverine yeah. punches. Let's her out. Um, as she, as she's letting him out, we see kind of her face, and her face is gone. Her like half of her her eye is gone, and half of her face is pretty much completely flayed. Oh, it's rough, and I like that like whole diatribe by Kid Omega because that plays back. That harkens back to his original character and how he kind of had this disdain towards humanity and this superiority complex as a mutant. Yeah. But Wolverine understands that there's more going on here, so he, he's giving him very little responses because he's just like, you don't get it, kid. But, wow, Domino. That's rough. Yeah. That, that face is just, like, grimy. Like, that socket looks moist. <laughs> it sure does. Ooh. Um, and we see kind of uh, Wolverine connecting with Domino in this moment, like, empathizing with her pain. Um, through physical touch, which is interesting, seeing Wolverine. He's like cradling her, yeah, like a, yeah. like a child to his head, and he's just like, "Oh my gosh, babe, I'm so <laughs> sorry." <laughs> um, and as this is happening, uh, crash through the window, we get like a mega, a mega flayed man that just comes out, looks like a, almost like a Jaeger kind of, and like- Jaeger, a uh, Titan. Yeah, yeah, it does have kind of that like uh, that feel to it. Oh, Attack on Titan all the way, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it's like about the size. I would say almost like like ten people put together. Maybe as strong as ten. People. Maybe it is ten people. I don't really know what half of these science experiments really are about. It seems like they're just trying anything and everything with just body parts and mutants. Yeah, so they book it. They're like, "All right, let's get out of here. Pick up Domino." Bounce. Um, and we cut to Krakoa and we see Beast and Gene. Um, wait, but going back, what did what do you think of this design? I I'm digging this design. I like this whole one one panel page right here. Um, I think it's beautiful. I love the monster, flayed monster. I love Wolverine's face. He's just like, I gotta go. That actually all falls beautifully because it lines up with how the dialogue transitions and Beast starts having his conversation with Gene in those boxes that are... yeah. Yeah, in this panel, start in the dialogue boxes. Their narration is happening in the coming panel and it begins here. So disjointedly wolverine and kid omega and domino are reacting in their own world as this narration is essentially overlapping it and i like that combination of dialogue and visuals because you really feel like you can kind of hear in the background you know the explosions going on and them screaming like get out of there while you it's muffled out by beast's voice talking with you yeah (laughs) that's really i like that done in a comic book that's a yeah. difficult thing to convey in a comic book. It's a very it's visual tough. cue. It's tough, so, yeah. So not only is this a, an awesome panel just because of the illustrations and how big and grandiose they are, it's it's awesome because of how they they placed and used the dialogue. Agreed. I dig it. Um, but we cut to Beast and Jean, and they're kind of walking through the force to Krakoa and Jean has the backup Cerebro. Um, and she's just floating it. She's not even holding it. She's just like, it's not even worth my hands. Why does she even walk? You know, like at this point, it's right? <laughs> might as well just float. Wonder, you know? Or maybe it's to symbolize 
like how how precious it is like she's trying to keep it like like charles is right there floating alongside them almost in in spirit right well i mean technically he would be because the cerebro model based off of the forge design is the backup <laughs> of all the mutants memories and consciousness yes so i guess he is right there like traveling along them and i like this like back and forth like philosophical dialogue that they're having about uh how important it is that death kind of remains as a prominent aspect because it can make a human unappreciative or lazy but then gene's counter to it is it's no it makes life more important because it removes the individual importance and puts the greater focus on humanity as a whole but then mutants as the crux to humanity yeah which is really cool because it's like at first you're like why would gene be okay with this and then like her reasoning behind it is actually pretty on point and how she breaks it down to that simplicity Indeed, and she talks about her parents. So she like she takes it back to like her parents, and as she's doing this, we we approach kind of the egg of Charles. He's just hanging out. He's just it. He's just it, and you know he's not quite done yet. He's got about fifteen minutes. The timer will go. <laughs> yeah, dude. What did you feel about how they like you know the the Gray family unwinds when they're on a road trip? Did you find that a little strange? Yeah, that was a little weird, right? Yeah, where they're like, okay, instead of stopping at, like, you know, a pit stop or, like, a gas station or, like, any rest stop, they're like, we're going to kick back in a graveyard, and the kids are going to frolic in the graveyard, and we're going to have picnic on someone's grave. (laughs) That's an odd choice. It's definitely an odd choice. I know, the whole time I was reading it, I was like, man, Beast is taking this, like, response, like, pretty, you know, cavalier. Like, he, I would be like, wow, you, I'm sorry, Gene. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, like, me and my sister would try to find the oldest grave. I found this guy. He's been dead for a hundred years. <laughs> I win. <laughs> but I could see that. It creates an interesting perspective with, like, what she's saying. And then she uses that that whole dialogue to transition on about what she feels about how like mutants as a whole can outweigh the mutants as an individual. Yeah, and I like this line she has is, uh, without death, life is less about me. Oh, um, bam, bam! It's not about her. It's about it's about it's about the nation, bringing the nation together. But then we get some Neo moments. We get some Neo in the. Neo in the in the egg moments, and we get Charles. Charles awakes, and he he goes. It's weird, right? And he could like melt through the egg cracks. So the egg cracks, but at the same time, he could like bend it to his face. Explain this. Okay, so what it looks like is going on here is he's trying to like, like he did that thing when you like wake up and you're like gasping for air and you're like, sure. wait, what? <gasps> like that that thing in the movie that you see all the time. But yes. the egg caught him. Like he had the momentum to push into the egg enough because it's like a weak membrane, but sure. not enough to quite break it 100% yet. So it's kind of like coalescing around him, making that shape. But see, the panels transition quick. Like the the cut from him having his eyes closed to his eyes open is is like it seems like just a matter of seconds but then yeah. it's like, boom he's trying to get out and breaking out and it's like whoa this is going really fast 
So the only thing I can feel is that's implying like this all happened super quick. It was just like his face hit it and broke instantly, yep. and he's out with a with a scratch, a big scratch. Scratch. <laughs> I just think like, how does that, that noise correspond to him busting out of an egg? Right. I don't know. Like, I, I, <laughs> just like listen to an egg crack, and I'm like, it doesn't make a scratch noise unless I scratch. <laughs> Maybe I hear things different. <laughs> Uh, go scletch me up some eggs. I'll see you guys. Scletch it up, yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. But yeah, definitely a Matrix-esque moment. It's very akin to that vibe. Yeah. And uh, we cut back to Kid Omega and Wolverine and Domino. They're running away. This beast is just, like, powering through all the buildings. Um, they make note that they still have, they still can't use their powers. The, there's still the mutant dampener happening. And as they're running away, uh, we get Domino mentioning about her power inhibitor on her neck. And, uh, essentially they're trying to get Domino's powers because you want Domino's powers in a situation like this. That's what Logan actually like hones in on where he's yeah. just like, oh, I got a good idea here. But Take a moment here to note how they the the use of the characters to imply like the swear language like how how do you feel about that kind of writing style like that's how... that's always kind of been there for comics it's always been but doesn't so it... I kind of accept it at this point but doesn't it almost feel like a weird lazy like at this point like a step that we're taking to appease people it almost feels funny where it's just like we've become so normalized to it. And I agree 100 percent. That's like my whole feeling is that we've become so normalized to it. It means the same thing. So the whole point it doesn't of, matter. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just the kind of the kind of idiocracy to it all is, is what really is funny to me. But yeah. Yeah. I like that Wolverine is like honing in and just going like, you know what? Why don't we why don't we change our luck right now? Because Domino regains consciousness and is like, hey, Logan, like my power inhibitors on like. Why don't you take care of that? And Logan's like, oh, hell yeah. Like, this is going to save us right here. <laughs> Let's fucking do this. Yeah. So he snicks it. He snicks at it. Snicks it off. And uh, right as he snicks it off, uh, Kid Omega's is like, yeah, I got my powers back. Oh. He just whips out a giant sci- psychic uh, bazooka. bazooka. Yeah. Just blasts. Blast the dude. Blast him. While simultaneously making making Betsy look like a chump because dude he made a psychic bazooka. <laughs> She's like, I could get a sword to shield, like I could do this. And he's like, I got a psychic bazooka and it works like an actual bazooka. Look, explosion. Dude's jaw popped off and his torso. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I love it too because Wolverine is so punny too. He's like, "Our luck's about to change." Yeah. <laughs> Boom! Psychic and Kid Omega went from being a bitch to like awesome again. <laughs> he does that a lot. He's kind of like a Chihuahua. He's a loud bark, and then he runs away when big trouble happens. Exactly. My powers are back. I'm back because I'm nothing without my powers. Yeah. He really <laughs> breaks down hard without those powers. Really, really do some like therapy on that dude just dampen his powers for a bit and like what do you feel like it's like i feel empty (laughs) (laughs) i am but a void of myself (laughs) uh but we cut to the healing gardens after this and we're met with sage and the healer and they're just kind of like what are they talking about here 
You get, uh, the, they're kind of lamenting over the fact that Wolverine was pretty rough on this guy and that their their medical prowess can't really do too, too much on this guy because he's been sliced and diced by adamantium claws. So yes. they, got him, they got him on uh, a stable uh, vital sign right now, but they, they, they're, pretty much, they're pretty much just letting it kind of take its own course and backing off. Yeah, and this is uh, one of the guys Assass- who was assassinated. Uh, yeah, assassinated. Charles? Did you kill Charles? No, Charles Brain! <laughs> Charles? No, Charles Brain. He did it to Charles Brain. No, Charles, not your brain. <laughs> um, <laughs> but as they kind of, as Healer and Sage kind of walk away, uh, we get like uh, a shadow loom over and just kind of like cover this man's face and we get some subterfuge and then we see kind of almost like a like him teleport to like a weird space plane if you will um, I, I don't know if that's just like a lighting effect in the background like it could just be a lighting to... effect yeah yeah because this room functions as almost like a makeshift like a uh, surgical room so those are yeah. like kind of like weird krakoan bioluminescent surgical lights just chilling up there but we get a merc job this fifth assassin gets assassinated. It looks Who like he would have thought. He like he puts his hand on his face and he the guy the guy suffocates out and is dead. But this is by someone who just built like a brick shit house and is super hairy. I don't know who it is. Who could it be? And we see who an arm and a torso. Be? Yeah. Um, I guess we'll find out, but we cut to this fifth assassin. Um and let's see. No one questioned the death of the fifth assassin. His condition was serious, and there is only so much that can be done when a body has been stabbed and shredded by adamantium claws. Yep. There you um, go. Let's see. Let me scan. See, so they this. wrote it off. They eventually they said yeah. like, "Oh, he died of natural causes because of Wolverine." They don't realize that someone wanted to shut him up, and that's that person is still there. There's essentially a traitor on Krakoa. There is a traitor. Essentially, that's what it is. Yeah. Or someone hiding. As Domino. As but now they would pick then. up Domino, though. And she's not on the anymore. So True. it has to be a traitor. It has to be a mutant who's a traitor. Interesting, interesting, interesting. <laughs> Mystique. <laughs> Mystique. You think so? Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, we, they we fucked her over. They we fucked her over. Yeah. yeah. I already said that. I was like, why are you even putting Mystique on here? The only, like, her secondary mutation is betraying people. She's, like, freakishly good at it. <laughs> I think she does it, like, compulsively. Like, she's like, I didn't mean to betray you. I just have to. You don't understand. <laughs> I have no friends. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but we cut to wait. Let me go back. Is there anything else to take away from the fifth assassin? Oh, there's a funny little tidbit when they're going through and kind of breaking down that these guys are really enhanced. They have like special bone enclosures, hidden weapons within their bones and in mm-hmm. different parts of their body. They know the groat was wire, the explosive putty in their yeah, feet and all smart. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But this is where it gets good because they break them down and they're like, these people are just walking talking IEDs. Because at one point, they know here that a blast tore, tore Healer apart, and he had to get fast-tracked for resurrection. So they're like, crap, we lost our men. 
I so what these, and I, we just saw him last panel. He was fine walking off with Sam. Could you imagine? He he's just oh. tinkering, and it's just like boom, bam, gone. He wakes up like resurrected. resurrected like I don't know how. What's a fast track resurrection? I think. Yeah. Whatever would that be like? Flying. It's like a speed pass, like Disney. Right. It's so like a day, I guess. Maybe. Or maybe instantly they need him like ASAP because I mean, what are you gonna do? Well, I mean, because we can just bring everyone back. There's no real rush to heal. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that worked. But that's just funny to be like, oh, we just saw him, and now he's getting like, oh wow, he. These guys are exploding. So none of them are left when by that they were time they were done. They all kind of popped off, as it says here, in in some sort of booby trapped IED method. Yeah. So. So they're done. And they're not sure if it was a timer or if it was like an ambush like set up on purpose. So when you mm-hmm. dissect them, it's going to happen no matter what. Yeah. Interesting. So they're just... they got to get rid of them. Dump the bodies. Dump the bodies. Calcium daggers nested in the forearm. Calcium. Ridiculous. Calcium. It's hard, so pretty much just like bone, right? Yeah. That's bone, really bone daggers. That's yeah, pretty cool. Um, yeah, pretty awesome. I dig that. I dig that. These assassins are pretty legit. Uh, moving on. We go to Washington Square Park in Manhattan. And I love that the arches in Washington Square Park is an actual portal. That looks pretty awesome. Yeah, I have formed around the, the archway. Oh, that's brilliant. Yes. But we have uh, Magneto and BTC as they go through the portals. And... Uh, or I think just Magneto goes through. And yeah, this as is like, BTC coincide. Yeah. And uh as 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 uh as he goes through, we see Charles the Man coming out again, coming out of the portal with Magneto. And uh Charles is just all like, yo, what's up? It's me. I was here the whole time. And some people are skeptical. They're all like, how do we know you're not a not a shapeshifter? And he's just all like, you just got to believe me. Deal with it. Do you suspect that BTC is not fully, like, gestated? Like, remember that time they resurrected um, Pyro? The Pyro? other Pyro? And he yeah. wasn't, like, quite all there. Did you notice, like, the way he was talking, he almost sounds like he's, like, almost not all there like he's like I, you gotta do something Magneto if you're not B- BTC's gonna go out there and he's gonna murder them all <laughs> he's just talking about himself in the third person all strange like it just seems like he's not like he's got kind of like a, a weird one track mind where he's either in bloodlust or he's in defensive mode or he's sad like it, it's it's interesting how his persona seems to be devolving almost like his his, his frame of reference but I don't know if that's just by the, how they're writing him or if they're just they don't know what they're, they're to do with them. So they're just writing him. Everyone's doing a different dialogue. But I've noticed like the, the degradation of how coherent he seems to be has gone down by each iteration. Yeah, he's he doesn't seem to be there. Yeah. Or he's kind of like all over the place a little bit. Yeah, like not like the lights are on, but no one's home. Like he's just it's, it's Black Tom running on autopilot. And this is how he talks. Yeah. Yeah, which is interesting. And then we had that oh shit moment where it's like Magneto didn't even know if Charles Charles was back. And he was like, everyone was like, we heard Charles is dead. What's going on? And Magneto's like, well, I'll tell you what's going on. And Charles is like, no, no, no. I'll tell you. What's I will on. tell you what's happening. And he's like, oh shit. And Charles is back. 
Look at all that subterfuge on Magneto, too. He's just like, oh. <laughs> Look at that. Body and subterfuge. Um, but yeah, uh, he's back. And we cut to the Cerebro Sword. Um, what is the Cerebro Sword? It, it kind of feels like the how like remember when Beast was talking about the sword of Damocles? Like yeah. this, this almost feels like another play on that because the Cerebro Sword itself is what um, Magneto crafted as like an artifact to memorial to to be a memoriam of right. Charles, like to symbolize this is our strength moving forward. Charles may have fallen, but we stand united behind this sword, ready to strike to show that we are mutants are not weak. So giving that to Charles, though, to show his mortality and to show that he does have to worry about hubris puts Charles in a state that he was already kind of in. He was in a state of worry because you're at war. Like, you can't yes. be at peace while at war. You can't be relaxed. So Magneto gave it to him, and Charles hung that shit right above his bed. Therefore, even symbolizing the sword of Damocles even more. It's just looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just staring. Oh, man, it's, it's such beautiful yeah. symbolism. Which I like this because it shows that, you know, even though Charles is, is like, has suffered from a god complex, like, this is him humbling himself and accepting even though they are immortal, their mortality is still a concept that is real. Exactly. That's really cool, actually. Yeah. That's beautiful writing. I dig that. I dig that. Um, But going forward, we cut back to Kid Omega and... uh, Kid Omega is giving giving Domino a boost, and uh, and uh, yeah, he's just uh, he's, he's giving just, her like this like psychic uh, shielding. Like he's using his ability to make psychic constructs to give her like kind of like skin. Um, yeah, like a, or a psychic armor around her. What it kind yeah. of looks, especially if you look by her, her shoulder and collarbone, it kind yeah. of has plating. So it's got like an armor plate kind of look to it. So he's shielding her with that. So and and he's numbing her her nerve endings. But he's like, dude, your mind is jacked up. Like I cannot help you with that. You need therapy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and Wolverine like leans in and he like puts his hand on her shoulder and he's like, you'll get over it. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that stern face. It's, it's like been there. You'll be fine. You'll Literally be tells her. That. <laughs> it's good, kid. It's just. It's just body parts. I wonder if she can see out of that psychic eye. Like, I wonder if that works or if it's just like a placeholder just to make her look badass like Cable. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I imagine it has some function. Maybe. Just at least, if anything, to keep the, the wound from festering. <laughs> or make her look easier to look at. It's like, dude, I keep staring into your like crevice. Like, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but where we see this down, the, the, the giant, the giant beast has been slain and, uh, and they're trying to just instigating Domino and Domino mentions a man and they're just like, what man? She's like the man with the peacock tattoo. Oh man. What do we have? Vanilla sky? Like what is happening? (laughs) The man with the peacock tattoo. Don't you understand (laughs) Wolverine? Wolverine, you got to get down to the, we find the man with the peacock tattoo. We understand everything. (laughs) 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 And then her luck powers kick full swing because Wolverine's like, well, let's go do like, you know, a deep clean of this place to see what we can find. And she's like, I don't think that's such a good idea. And he's like, what do you mean? Boo. Yep. And then we just see a big explosion. (laughs) She's like lucky hunch, I guess. 
Lucky guess. Um, Domino's but yeah. back! <laughs> but yeah, we come back to the point, uh, back on Krakoa, and we see Xavier, and we're met with this team. We're met with the team. We got Kid Omega, we got Domino. Domino's rocking, like, some crackling, like, vines, maybe... Uh, that looks, that's interesting. Like some, some like healing, healing things. Yeah. She's got like, kind of like a bit of a, like a plant exoskeleton kind of going on. Like she's got some bramble wrapped around her fused mm-hmm. with like her, her flesh to kind of, maybe it's like to heal her kind of in a sense, like to give her like, it's like functioning as like almost a regenerative kind of thing, or perhaps it might just be permanent. I don't know. I mean, it did. I don't know. I mean, flesh heals in time. So. I can't imagine she's just going to be part, you, you know, tree from now on. But it does look like she has some weird energy coming out of her eyes still. I don't yeah. know what that's about. I don't know what that is. Yeah. It's glowy, though, and it does kind of have a very Krakoan feel. Uh, yeah. Interesting. But we're... What are they talking about? They're kind of doing a debriefing. Yeah, because Charles was dead, and they're bringing him up to speed on what <laughs> went down. And you notice they've got like their their logistics team in there, like you know, because yeah. remember Be- Beast is compartmentalized, Gene and Sage as well. Yes, so that's pretty much that. And then, then X Forces, well, that makeshift X Forces there because they they kind of all ran into it together, which was pretty interesting, you know, because it all played out perfect. Like they all collided at the end; they all went there on their own. But it's still the story coalesced to to reform like a quasi makeshift X Force <laughs> on the fly. Yeah, and we we see Charles, and it's kind of interesting. He's just like these motherfuckers attack me. We gotta go attack them, and he wants he wants to retaliate. Essentially, he's just like we must return this 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 attack with a with our own attack. We must respond in kind. Yes. Yeah. Exact words. And he was standing like a boss too. Everyone's at the table and they're discussing. And like Wolverine was like, "We can't deny what happened here." And Magneto said, "No one's denying anything. This is what's going on." And Charles <laughs> is not even at the table. He's just staring into the waterfall. And yep. he turns around and he's just like, "You know, you, you sinned against my family. Like I can't stand this. this I got to return in kind. I can't let it slide. Blood must be spilled." <laughs> it's like a Godfather moment. <laughs> it was really dope. I really liked it. Yeah, and uh, I'm trying to think. What else does he say? He says to me, "My ex force." Oh yeah, that's the, the that's on the next page. Yeah. yeah, that's the best part, right? When he comes into it, he says to me, "My ex force." Like he would the X Men. Ah, never has he yeah. uttered those words. Never. Yeah. See the whole writing of X Force. It, it I it was such a moment that it gave me chills. I was like, to me, my ex force. Yeah. Charles is wielding it like a sword. Embrace yeah. the X Force, Charles. Do it. He's doing like what with uh, Cyclops was doing when they did their reiteration under Rick Remender. Oh yeah. And as as we get these panels of uh, Charles, we're getting this voice coming in, and it's the voice of one of these members of the Court of Owls or whatever whatever they're called, and whatever this this task force. Um, just how they did with the one panel when they had the big guy behind uh, Wolverine and Domino mm-hmm. and Kid Omega. Like, he started talking as Xavier's, like, fading out. So you could hear his voice getting in your head, like, getting quieter, like, to me, my ex-force. <laughs> as this guy starts <laughs> narrating on top of it that it's weird, ecocentric, humanist, like, rhetoric. <laughs> 
Yeah, and he's just mentioning like he recognizes that Charles is back and they gotta they gotta do some counter things and he mentions shadow agencies and uh more or less he's he's uh he's using he's literally talking about the things here that they use during all political campaigns, like especially now, like it's super relevant. Like he's talking about using false flag idealism under social network accounts and bots and just false agents to disrupt and spread misinformation use the media all these kind of outlets and you're just like oh man this guy this guy is using the tried and true tools of current politics <laughs> to uh, take the mutants down <laughs> it's interesting yeah and uh we he says at the end we are one and we are many we are xeno Zeno, that's that's interesting. So it looks like they're peacocks. That's what it looks like they're actually they're the masks. masks. Yeah. The court of peacocks. The court of peacocks. You got uh, peacock man. But see, this is this is an interesting thing because leading into that, he mentioned that all every government has a shadow organization like Weapon X mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. And he said, you know, the X-Men using their their abilities. Uh, to to financially control the world world now to control the market, they bought out and defunded all of those organizations. They went through and they wiped them all out with their with their checkbook. It was crazy. Like so, these people are the the broken splinters of that 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 aftermath. Like this is the the remnants of all those types of organizations. Like what Bastion did ten years ago in the comics, where he brought back back. Well, he literally resurrected all the leaders with like the technovirus, but he brought back like, uh, you know, Strikers Group, the the Friends of Humanity, the Purifiers, the Reavers, all that stuff. It's it was it was that kind of coalescing of human right evil like human hate groups and right uh, rights groups coming together here. It's the same thing. Like it's that mirror to that event. So that's how you know this is serious because when all those groups come together, things pop off. Indeed. It's like uh, Old Man Logan. When the villains all work together, they win. So it's like the same concept. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I who like you, it. Who do you think the big guy is? Uh, the big guy? You mean the, the main guy? The no, guy the big guy. Like, literally the, or the, the literal big guy that's in the background over there? Yeah. Who like grabbed Domino in the beginning of the X-Force issue, like issue one. and like He's kind of been like their muscle. Like If these are all X... Like um, anti mutant organizations, I wonder who that if that big guy is like someone prevalent from one of those. Maybe like uh, K- Kane. That's uh, what I heard people were saying. The Juggernaut. The Juggernaut, maybe. Kane yeah. Marco, yeah. Well, maybe. That's what I was thinking too when I was like, well, that's the only person that would be poetically perfect. You know, Charles's half brother. He's a human. You know, he's totally anti mutant. But yeah. who do you think the guy's talking is? They, they, they have not really given me enough to, to go off of it. The tattoo throws me off, too, because I was like, all right, who the fuck has a peacock tattoo? I don't know. William Stryker? I don't know. His kid, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. It all, it's, all, it's all kind of like uh, up in the air with this guy. It feels like it could be anyone. He could be almost a new character, or he could be like the offspring of a previous character. That's, that's usually an easy one to fall back on. But I've liked... Percy's writing like I've liked what he's been doing so I feel this is going to be unique in itself and it's going to fit hmm maybe the Shadow King perhaps well if he's manipulating it or Mystique Mystique yeah of course that was the one I that was the first thing I thought that's an easy was, one I'm almost like angry if that's the case yeah would you mad like, if it's oh, just God Mystique damn. 
I've been setting this up the whole time. Like, she's Moira. <laughs> Oh my god! If they do that, I'm going to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rage. I'm gonna rage oh, hard. Oh yeah, I'd be like, well, I'm out, man. I don't even care who, I don't even care what happens. If the ghost of Jack Kirby comes alive and starts penning freaking X Men comics, I'd still be done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at that point, but yeah. I'm. We'll see. We'll see. I'm hoping it just falls through on her face again. And like, I hope it's just like when she walked to that room and they opened the door to space and they're like, look how useless you are, Mystique. <laughs> Xavier's like, I know how to deal with her. <laughs> I call her if you will. And he just teleports her to space. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a vida zay, mon frère. But still, you know. We got a. That's our new. That is 2020. The anti mutant group is known as Zeno. We have a name to our enemy, our protagonist, our antagonist. I assume it's like short for xenophobia. I don't. Maybe, but I don't even. I I, I don't even think it's short for that. I, I just think that they they were trying to be cool. Yeah, they were do something. Look at us. Look at this. Watch out, Kid Omega. We got more edge over here with Xeno. Yeah. I mean, maybe they could be going for that whole xenophobia narrative. And if that is the case, then goddamn, this is lazy. But I just thought that maybe they were going for something that just sounded like kind of catchy and quippy. And it kind of focused on their genes. But who knows? This is this is still in its infancy here. Hickwood's got some background stories that he's pulling together, so how important this group may end up being or how easy this group ends up getting wiped out is is due to the test of time. I mean, these people could be super irrelevant, and the X-Men within themselves and the people that are around them may be the main villains, you know? Like, Apocalypse could pop off in some weird way, or whatever Mystique's doing could actually pan out. Yeah. These people could be irrelevant after, like, you know, ten more issues. <laughs> and then they all died. Wolverine went in there and he set to ice crush and he went through. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Good times, but yeah, I can I can go with it for now. I'll take the Zeno. I, I mean, they already seem like they're pretty badass, so I'll give them that. The Court of Peacocks thing is a weird nod. Yeah. That's a really weird nod. I mean, I I dig that. You know, you know that series and how it was written and what was done. That that's what wasn't Scott Snyder, right? Scott yeah. Snyder, yeah. Yeah, like everything he did with Batman was great. So I appreciate that. But are we are we paying homages to Scott Snyder here in an X-Men issue? What? Guess so. From, from like an, an arc that was not even that old. Like, dude didn't die or anything. Like, what are you Still around. It was only 10 years ago. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, is it just that, like, like Percy and like Kazara were just like, man, we really wish we could have wrote Batman. <laughs> yeah, this is the Batman moment. <laughs> Don't tell me we can't write Batman. We'll write my own Batman story in X Force. Fuck it. <laughs> Wolverine's close enough. Look how pointy his hair is and his 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 cow. <laughs> uh, that will end this issue of. X-Force, Danny, what did you think of this issue? Still on point. They're still doing it. I'm, yeah. happy, I'm happy with this story, and I'm happy with this writing overall, just how they're portraying the characters and how their dialogue's being written. And I love the animation. So, Or I love the artwork. I mean, it's really it's really nothing to you know be upset over, or there's nothing to split hairs over here. If, if this is 
if this is going to be the flagship series, I am totally okay with it because I love X Force. So if they yeah. keep keep putting their weight behind this, or for some reason it just keeps working out like this, then I I'm I'm got no complaints. Like Fallen Angels dying was okay. Like if X Force falls off the rails, then I'm going to be kind of bummed. But now it's like where we're sedimented into like a real good progression here. Yeah, I I really enjoy this. Um, any key moments that stand out? Um. I would say the only thing would just be kind of that like really action movie vibe that you got from like Wolverine going like, I think our luck's about to change because he put two and two together about what Domino was saying. And he just that one claw schnick and then Kid Omega was just rocket launcher. (laughs) (laughs) Rocket launcher. I really like that. And then also like we kept noting on how like the dialogue overlapping with the, uh, with the visual progression, like that that was done well. And that was unique. I, I I don't know if I missed that before in some of the X Force issues. I'm gonna have to go back and like see if I can spot that. But it really stood out well here, and it really felt it really felt nice, like a surprise. Oh, and that and that whole psychic armor on Domino and the weird like glowy eye, like that's like probably the most like the most fucking metal version of Domino I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> half face, just there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cool. I, I really dug all. Was that? So what about you? Oh yeah, I really dug everything that you just mentioned as well. Top moments. I also dug the kind of after after Wolverine uh, took her out of that that tube, and he's just kind of like getting a close up of her, and we see that like close up of her eye and half her face kind of off, and that all that all that uh all the like artwork of that like body horror is well done. I dig that. That was rough. That was rough. I appreciated yeah. it, but whoo, uh, just you could see into that hole. Yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. It went a ways in there. They, they for a two D image that had death. <laughs> it did. I dug that. Oh. Um, oh. Really great. Kasara did a great job on the artwork in this issue. Oh yeah. Oh, and the to me my X Force. That's it. To That's me the, my X Force. Best line yeah. whole issue. To me my X Force. That gave me chills. I was just like, yes. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> um, yeah, great issue. And uh, like you said, if they keep doing this, this is this is this is exactly what I want. I want my my X Force. Let me see more of this. I'll be happy if I get more of this. So uh, I'm liking this. I'm liking everything that's coming out of here. Um and I see nothing but good stuff ahead, hopefully. But you never know. It's going to go off the rails eventually. I wonder if he's implying that, you know, Domino, Wolverine, and Kid Omega are his X-Force, or if he means anyone else. Like, if he means anyone else in that room. Because they seem to be showing Gene as a lot of part of the issues and, like, yeah. the, the background. So I don't know about Beast or anything like that, but... That would be kind of a weird twist. Gene on X Force. That's that's a that's a whole new bag for her. That's right. a whole new team. Like, I want to see Gene get brutal. <laughs> Oof, right. Disintegrate people. She goes like Dark Phoenix on them. Right. Even <laughs> Sage, Sage was in the room too. Right. Oh yeah, that would be a weird one. <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> Sage just shoots people with a gun. <laughs> She's like bang. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a computer virus. Hold on, I'm hacking the <laughs> network. <laughs> Uh, yes, that'll do it this week. Um, next issue that we are going to cover, I believe, is uh, Marauders, right? Because there's yep. no X Men, 
right? No X-Men nope. in this run. So Marauders is the next issue. Going into Marauders issue number four. But that'll do it for us this week. Follow us on the socials. Uh, follow us on Instagram. And uh, yeah, the robots, they're going to kill you. So go out there and uh, do something that you love, people. Do something that you love. Um, yeah. Peace.